due to the extremely sensitive topic of this uh, upcoming podcast, I'm going to issue kind of a warning. Uh, we're going to be talking about a fratricide in uh, detail. Um, if you uh, don't want to hear this, don't listen. I'm not offended by that, but this is just something that uh, we've kind of been sitting on, thinking about, talking about each other, uh, or with each other about this for, I don't know, the past 15, 16 years. Um, I'm just going to talk about the fratricide of uh, Kreider. Again, uh, listener discretion is advised. If you don't want to listen to this, don't listen to this. Not offended. Thank you. What's up, everybody? It's uh, Tyree Brown, and this is before we forget, or before I forget, my bad. Uh, here with Kevin. Hey. And here with Doc Skillen. He's our guest for the day. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Doc. Hey, what's up? Uh, Wesley Doc Skillen. Was with uh, 126 for a hot minute <laughs> through the 2000s. I think I got there in, uh, hey, 2001, early 2001. Okay, so you know a little bit about the unit before 9-11. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, dude, because, I mean, I was, shit, I came in in 2000. July okay. 2000. So for me, it was, I was going to a job, you know? Yep. Because there hadn't been a conflict for a minute. So it was... so you're kind of in the same boat with us when we decided, hey, we're going to join the army. And hey, it's a, it's a fucking job. It's not a, uh, it's no worse to worry about right now, right? Yeah. Right. Like I was in a small town in Tennessee and like factory job or, you know, drive truck or something like that. I was like, not for me. So, All right. And so when did, uh, like, uh, how old were you when you decided to join? Um, I was actually on the delayed entry program and I was 18. Uh, and I was 19 when I ended up, uh, going to basic training and stuff. Oh, okay. So yeah. we're, we're all around the same age and shit. I always thought yeah. you were a little bit older doc for some reason. Oh yeah. Well, I'll be, 41 next March, man. Damn, you hold this motherfucker. I was man. right with my assumption. I'm still rocking and rolling, man. I, I, I feel like I do not look my age, which I'm pretty happy about. I know the wife's happy about it, you know. Yeah, hey, sure. you look you're good to be, like, old as fuck. Uh, question. What made you decide to go the medic route? Oh, bro, it, like, it was really just your luck, fate, what have you. Because um, when I went in the recruiters, I told them, I was like, hey, I just want to fucking be a ranger and go airborne. You know, my dad, he uh, he was in the Navy, and uh, he was pretty badass dude. He was a SEAL. I uh, did, like, a few tours in NAM, and – I wanted to be like him, you know what I mean? I just didn't, I couldn't see myself being on a boat for six months, so. 
Right on. So uh, the the need to join was uh, kind of instilled in your blood from uh, from the start. Oh yeah, like man, there's been like you know someone from the family and the conflicts like for quite a while. You know. So, so the the, the, skillet, the skillet name has definitely been a part of American history going all the way back, pretty much. Oh yeah, man. Like uh, I've done like a little tracing. It goes back to like 13th century like uh viking and shit so you're a fucking viking and shit yeah like the first time it popped up was like in scotland around 13th century and shit that's dope yeah uh do you remember like at the uh the defect uh aka the chow hall um when they were they would like sell those uh swords and like the coat of arms and all that stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. In Man, Iraq, I, I ended up getting one of those, dude. No, they sell that shit right at the fact at uh, on Lever. Yeah. Oh, really? Like right in, you're like coming in there and giving them your social and shit. Yeah. So, so I only ever ate there when I ran out of money and had to use my meal card to, to eat. <laughs> so, Man. which I think is crazy. Every you know, um, almost every time I was hungover. <laughs> oh yeah. Hell no, no, man. I'm in there. I'm in there for breakfast, man. Yeah, yeah. All, all the they, time. Them can't really knock their breakfast. The shit yeah. was, on, was hidden all the time. Constant. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, you get to your unit after basic training. Uh, give us a little example of how things changed from pre-9-11 to post-9-11 for you. Oh, man. It was – I mean, we were pretty much just chilling. Um, you know, a few graphic beer, home felt stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I really, it was chill. <laughs> All right. When, when did you, I mean, when, when I remember you... like, you know, just not doing much of crap, dude. And just being like, wow, this is definitely, uh, like a nine to five job. <laughs> Because, you know, like maintenance and stuff, I was like, I really wasn't doing much medical stuff, man, unless we like had a sick call rotation. Because we like each squad used to run through the aid station, you know. So, mm-hmm. right. So, sick call for folks listening, they don't understand. Sick call is uh, when you wake up in the morning and uh, so mommy and shit. Mommy, I don't feel good <laughs> and I won't go go to school. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got a cold or some shit, and so you don't infect everybody else. You take your ass to sick call, or you got a twisted ankle or some shit, or something like that. They'll take care of you. They, or now, like a or your ass was hung over as shit, and you didn't want to <laughs> yeah. go on a run. Right about that. I remember when I was, when we were privates, dude. Like, I, it was it was it was put out to us. You don't go to sick call unless you're dying, or bleeding out somewhere, or you have an STD. Oh man, that <laughs> that's STD. They gotta throw that in there. <laughs> I mean, dude, my I remember my brief. I remember the end brief when I first got there. Sergeant Major Conklin um, sitting there talking about like how great Schweinfurt is and how great you know it is to be stationed in, in in Europe and all that stuff and in Germany. And he's like, but when you go out in the economy, I mean, enjoy yourselves, enjoy yourselves, but just know, uh, crabs and chlamydia are the two uh, uh, most popular STDs. I'm like, this is the end brief. <laughs> what? Oh uh, yeah. Welcome to Germany. Who burn your balls off if you touch one of these nasty motherfuckers? 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, generally, like, pre nine is pretty chill, man. Like, you know, you came to work, you did PT, you went out drinking. And then it's all over again. Oh, dang, we got to go to the field. All right. Go to the field, qualify. And the cycle continues. Yeah, pretty and, much. And then uh, where were you exactly when 9-11 happened? Man, we were when you, on, when, when you we were on, uh, we at Ledward. We were on lunch. And, uh, like, someone came pounding on the door. I just walked in the fucking door with some Taco Bell. About to okay. sit down, you know. Took off the BU top. Shout out to Taco Bell. Right. And uh, <laughs> then they come, you know, hey, you know, we got attacked, blah, blah. So I ran down to, uh, you know, basically where the medics kind of congregated um, in uh, Specialist Mackey's room and, uh, you know, watched it go down, watched the planes fly in, and everybody was like, fuck. Couldn't believe it, dude. Like, mm-hmm. You know, it was like, no fucking way, come, you know. And then it was like, man, we're fucking, trying. we're going to fucking war. Let's get ready. You know, we got locked down. Uh, you know, they let us go at the end of, you know, COB, you know, close the business, uh, which was like 4.30, 3 o'clock mm-hmm. some days, you know. I can't remember what time it was. And then they ended up calling us everybody back and locking us down. Um, telling us that they were uh, protesting and them, burning flags and shit like that. And uh, we were like sitting there just around waiting to hear what's going on. Like, I don't know, like zero two, zero three. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, you guys go home, go to bed. Uh, you know, don't go anywhere, don't drink. You know, be back here, uh, 0630 PT formation. It's like, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> so it's right back to, it's right back to normal shit for you. Yeah. Wow. And then, you know, then it started uh, where everybody is on high alert, you know, gates locked down, used to be able to come in and out, you know, uh, it wasn't a big deal bringing people in to, you know, the locals, female, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> it was a lot easier. <laughs> you know, to sign them in post and do all that stuff. Uh, then they locked no everything. No shit. Wait, whoa, whoa. You said back then you didn't have to sign them in? No, man. Like, when I first got to Germany, dude, like, I remember, uh, like, females were, like, permanently living in the barracks. Like, wow. with their GI friend. Uh, I remember uh, one... A specialist that will go would not put his name out there, but he had a room inspection, and uh, you know, as long as your wall locker is locked, they can't you know open it up and inspect it, right? Mm-hmm. So he had, uh, <laughs> you know, we go back there for lunch, and um, we hear something more like, "What the hell is that?" It's like, dude, it's coming from your wall locker. He's like, oh shit! He's like, <laughs> man, oh, I forgot to let them bitches out. <laughs> oh man, and them bitches. Yeah, there was two of them oh. in there, dude. Oh man, just quiet as a mouse. You know? Jeez. 
you know, oh, talking German back and forth and shit. <laughs> they, but yeah. yeah, that's how it was, you know, like pre nine eleven. It was yeah, they were down for the cause. Yeah, no, or you would like walk in, like in Bravo Company, you'd walk mm-hmm. in and like instead of you know Private Snuffy cleaning the fucking bathroom, it was some German girl, his girlfriend, and they're that's, cleaning the common areas. Or taking a shower right next to, you know, whoever. Wow. Yeah. Like, I remember uh, plenty of times going over there to Bravo Company and, like, seeing, like, some little naked German girl walk down the hall and going to somebody's, you know. It was, it was wild, dude. Hey, man. Free yeah, I mean, 20. That's all it is. Yeah, I was 20 at the time, you know. I was like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> Okay, so uh, you're acclimated to, to Schweinfurt, Germany. Oh, yeah. And, uh, at Le- Leverberg Barracks. And it's time for your first deployment. Where do you go? Uh, Kosovo. Uh, we went, did a 52-day field rotation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, fond, man. Fond uh, fucking memories of graphic. Bro, here. talk about... <laughs> Hell, those fifty-two yeah. days sucked, Fro- man. Fro- frozen hell. Yes, mm-hmm. like, dude. Uh, the first day, I think it was like, I can't remember. It was the Hick or Sticks Lanes, one of them, man. But all of our gear was already wet and soaked and muddy, and we like we're going out there to do this stuff, man. I sent back twelve cold weather casualties that day, the first day. And that was when we were staying in that muddy uh, tent. He said he sent back 12 cold weather casualties. So cold weather casualties are uh, individuals or soldiers who are injured from the cold weather. Exactly how it sounds. I got a story for you, Doc. Well, well, with that, let let me finish with this one. Yeah, go ahead. Like, it was so bad because we didn't have any heaters on any of the brats. None of them worked. Like, it was so bad. Our feet were so froze, like the guys were trying to uh, get up on top of the Bradleys and thaw our feet out on the exhaust of the Bradley, which is only like a foot wide. And just, you know, so I had to take turns like thawing our feet out on the exhaust of the Bradleys. Or if we had, were happened to be around one of the Abrams, we'd go to the back of the Abrams to thaw out on the exhaust. Yeah. I mean, I mean, which, you know, that wasn't healthy at all. <laughs> Yeah, I remember, I remember standing up. Just the one up the just breathing in that exhaust. You're standing there for like 20 minutes or two, sort of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's smart, man. That's smart. Yeah. So, your uh, audio is a little funky there, Kevin. Is it? Slightly, slightly. Anyway, it's good now. Uh, so, um, 52-day field problem, man. I remember that shit. Uh, I was a casualty. And um, uh, I, I guess I got shot in the knee or some shit. And uh, they called for casualty evac. And here comes Doc Skilling. Fucking jogging up. I'm supposed to be laying on the ground, so I lay down on the ground. It's fucking ice cold. It's cold as fuck outside. It, like, fucking really cold. And I'm from California, so, you know, it's just it, uh, just a little bit of cold is, is terrible for me. And I'm black. Anyway, <laughs> fucking, fucking Skillin comes on over, 
and uh, he another soldier. I don't remember exactly who it was, but they went about five feet and dropped me right in a fucking puddle. But <laughs> I, I want to say it was kicking me. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Phillips. Yeah, uh, that definitely sounds like a Billy Jack move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we get over to the casualty evac station and shit. And I'm like shaking like a leaf, like crazy. And they're like, man, you're a really good actor. I'm like, bro, I'm not acting. He's asking <laughs> Rocky in a fucking puddle. And that's how I really got to uh, really got to know Skillin. I really didn't know him at that point. I think at, at when that shit happened, that's when I kind of really got to know who this dude was. He's a cool dude, I promise. So, fucking, uh, we're in Kosovo. Your first deployment. Yeah. Uh, it's along with us. Yeah. And it's in a situation where motherfuckers can actually get hurt. Oh, Tell yeah. Tell me some of the things that you dealt with when you were working on individuals. Don't name names when it comes down to that kind of shit or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can keep it clean, but, uh, or, you know, tell it how you want to tell it. Uh, like, like, Kosovo wise? Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, a lot of it was just like uh, a lot of dehydration stuff and all that. But uh, I think I was the one of the only medics I know out of one two six that dealt with a real world casualty that deployment. Uh, mm. And it was they weren't even soldiers; they were, um, you know, local contractors. And uh, they were driving down from the retrans uh, in a fuel truck. Oh, and, uh, I forgot the, about that. He, w- he f- was going too fast, and they didn't fill up the air brakes or whatever it was. And they ended up crashing that thing. And it kind of messed some dudes up. And we were way too far out to, like, do a, like, a medevac, you know. And I was the only medic out there, so I couldn't leave. And... Uh, mm. So I called in a bird. I did a nine-line medevac and flew him out. And we weren't supposed to do that for locals. But you know me. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. I watched that shit happen. I watched that fucking big-ass tanker fly. I promise it had to have been about 50 feet through the air and just crash. And those dudes are just bouncing around on the inside like, like freaking ping-pong balls. Just like, oh, man, I'm like, these dudes... It might not make it. It didn't look good at all. Yeah. I mean, they they end up being fine, you know, but mm-hmm. they, they were a little messed up, a little jacked up. Yeah. But I actually have a picture a, of that bird taking off. But other guys. other than that, you know, I mean, I had to treat myself because of uh, old Fred Rock. <laughs> uh, we're on out there at the gate. Be You know, I, I always helped you guys with gate guard, radio duty, all that shit. So I was out there on the gate. And uh, Frederick, you know, we're surrounded by all those little kids, you know, hey, Mr., you know, you know, trying to sell us those DVDs and all that crap. Mm-hmm. And you say try, I bought them shit too. Yeah, well, I mean, we all did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, a few of them was down there trying to sell their sisters and stuff, older sisters. I, yeah. I did not purchase that. No, no. No. no none of us did. For the record, none of us did. Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, I I had a knife on my my side, and Frederick comes and just from the behind me and just jerks it out while all these kids are around. So just natural instinct, I grabbed it 
and he sliced my hand wide open. Man. <laughs> I had to go get go get stitches and stuff. Well, they <laughs> they made him drive me back to uh, whatever the main post was. Uh, Monty, Monty, Monty. Yeah, yeah, Monty. And I was cussing him out the whole fucking way, the whole. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the hell were you thinking? What is that? Man, I just don't know. I just wanted to check it out. I'm like, well, fuck, we're out there with a bunch of kids. It's just natural instinct, dude. To grab it. I don't want to get stabbed with my own knife, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I know. And you remember those kids, dude? Like, I remember we would park our Humvees and, uh, and, 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 you know, we'd be like sitting in the Humvees or something or just talking to some locals. And then next thing you know, dude, there's kids got the back hatch on those Humvees open and like trying to steal MREs and stuff. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they, they were crafty, uh, little, little fellas. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> jerks. It, <laughs> other, other than that, like medical wise, man, that tour, it really, you know, now, call and stuff. Uh, you know, I, you guys were talking about, uh, old, old man, Jay Winchester, the, yeah. the last one, man. And, uh, mm-hmm. I remember having to give him an IV and stuff. I, I've got pictures of it and stuff. Like, he's like, ah, you got me. <laughs> After we were so, doing those air assault missions. Yeah. Like, so I remember so, that. Dude. So, Sergeant Winchester, man. Sergeant Winchester, for, for people listening, this guy got his first combat infantry badge, first saw combat during the Persian Gulf War in the early 90s. And so when we all got there, you know, he was this crusty NCO. I think we talked about him in the last uh, last episode. Yeah. Of Earth. Um, yeah. Man, he yeah, was man. Audie Murphy's AG. Dude, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was he was right there next to Washington when they crossed the Delaware. You know what I mean? Right. And uh and yeah, dude. So for him to get an IV, that 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 fucking that air insertion mission that we did, how many you gave how many IVs to people? We had a couple he got. Man, I, I ran out. That that had to call in resupply. Yeah, I mean they were they were right with us, you know what I mean. They were in the damn Humvees, but, but at the top of the damn hill. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, man. like that night, uh, yeah. <laughs> man, it was so freaking hot. Yeah, and there were mosquitoes. so many damn mosquitoes, bro. Yeah, dude. And then bombing our ponchos, man. Sergeant Bloom's like. Build a fire. I don't care. So, and everybody, <laughs> yeah. we got our ponchos. In man, it had to been like ninety degree weather. In in the plastic, you know, rain ponchos. Yeah. Next to a fire, it was hot as fucking hell. And you then, remember what happened after that? Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm getting to that. I'm <laughs> just setting it up. Man. You know. And then you know, with the mosquitoes. You got the, if you got your poncho on, you just hear zing, 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 yeah. all night. Or if you put your head out, you're just landing all over. Mm-hmm. You're finally about to doze off. And then you start getting dusted by freaking helicopters. You're like, yeah, what dude. the hell? They they land, you know, a little further off. What the hell y'all doing out here with a fire? <laughs> Yeah, I remember them. I remember them yelling at us over, uh, over like a PA system or a loudspeaker or some shit. Man, put your fire out. We're like, what yeah. the fuck is this guy doing? Get out of here, I, I remember uh, Sergeant Bloom just flipping them off, like, "Fuck yeah. you!" 
<laughs> like, it's like Dude, bro, we're trying like, to we're trying to survive out here, man. Leave us alone. Like, I you know, just a quick pause of that. Like Sergeant Bloom, like I totally love that guy. He was freaking one of the best NCOs that I had the pleasure of working with. Like non-combat, you know? And Absolutely. like, dude, he taught like all of us a lot of shit. And it was, you know, it was awesome working with that dude. Yes, it was. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> so this deployment's done. And uh, I, th- I feel like uh, the medics were the only folks during that deployment that really did their fucking job. You know, I mean, and you guys really had to deal with a lot of a lot of bullshit. From a lot of man, it was guard duty, and yeah. um, just route we, we bullshit patrols. Uh, you know, out yeah. there looking for them smuggling stuff, and man, it ended up being them Coca Colas and Camel cigarettes and shit. And and, and you know, after we're holding them there for like two three hours, then they come over there. Oh, just let them go. It's like, okay. Y'all remember going up to the Serbian borders when we first got up there? And, like, we were posted up right there on the border, and you could see the, the, the Serbian guard tower. And, like, yeah. they're sitting up there with, like, binos watching us as we're sitting there with binos watching them. Yeah. 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 And it was just really ridiculous, just, dude. Watching yeah. us do all kind of dumb shit. Like, That's, <laughs> hey, that was, that, was the, uh, that was the time that a certain uh, NCO got the nickname Captain Skyline. Because remember, we were doing a we did a, a tactical um, checkpoint, right? So lights out, blackout drive, all that nonsense, not night vision and all. And uh, <clears throat> we lost radio comms. So Captain Skyline, as he would become known to become, uh, or later become, uh, drives his Humvee headlights on and all to the top of this ridge line, and you know, in in in, in that direction was Camp Monteith, and it's lit up. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you have the the sky is a little bit bright. He's up there. So, he's just completely silhouetted, right? <laughs> Headlights and everything. And we're like, this what's the, this defeats the whole point. <laughs> you know what I mean? They knew we were there anyway, but still. Those, yeah. those Bryce guy missions were BS. Uh, do you remember the other base that we went to uh, and, like, we pulled patrols out of? It wasn't Viper. It was the other one. Not the one with Retrain. Zegra? Is that yeah, it? Zegra. Yep. Man, I remember being out on one of those and uh, the command. And I will be talking a bit more about that throughout this discussion, more than likely. Um, they, you know, they wanted to come on through as we're like on this narrow road trying to get. You know, everybody turned around and, you know, we're done for the night. It's, you know, zero three, zero four. And I'm driving an FLA, which is, you know, a high backed Humvee that is very top heavy. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for explaining that, too. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, they make us pull off to the side Humvees on this very narrow road. So a third Humvee can come through, which is the command. And little did I know, I'm halfway hanging off a freaking cliff, just teetering pretty much. They end up pulling me back up with some snow chains or whatever, uh, Sarnun and a couple other guys. Hey, uh, Sarnun. 
right? Um, and we we're headed back finally, and we're going just right along. It was me and uh, God, Doc Sheldon. Y'all remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, so it's me and him. Just riding back, and uh, we're going about to go around this curve. And no, it's it's not turning that way. And here we go. It was it was just destined for me to go off a freaking cliff. <laughs> so we went off a cliff, and man, we're just down. I'm like, damn. We finally hit in this embankment, you know. And just luckily, and right before a cliff, like a, you're fucked. There ain't no coming back, Cliff. Um, get out after both of us got hit with this radio because uh, it broke. We hit that hard because mm-hmm. um, we're flying through trees and stuff. Get out, man. And we came about two foot from running over a whole family in a tent. And I'm talking about like, from great grandson to like, you know, great great grandma, all in this one little tent. It's like so lucky. So we had Shit. to run back up and try to catch the convoy because our radio was busted, mm-hmm. and it was a long way back. <laughs> <laughs> and it was with me and Sheldon. So yeah, I was that like, was, was old too. Yeah. He wasn't that old. He just... <laughs> he, was, he looked old as a motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and luckily, we caught the last Humvee, man. The last Humvee. And we are like, hey, <laughs> we got to get recovery. So they ended up coming back. But I, I, was, I was really worried about that. Like, <laughs> being stuck out there. I was like, damn it. Hell yeah. Dude, that that particular deployment, I remember having so many vehicle issues because yeah. we got we got stuck up about 100 meters from the Serbian border. Power steering went out. Humvee, the wheels locked to the right, the road curved to the left. We, Me, Billy Jack, and Sergeant Winchester were up there for three days. They had to come out there and dig our way out, right? They had to bring up all these, like, uh, uh, you know, earth movers and shit, you know what I'm saying? The engineers had to come out there and pretty much widen the road and in some places create a road just so they can get a wrecker up to our Humvee to pull it out. And then, you remember, we, we were trying to take the engineers, uh, the 12 Bravos, on route clearance with us, and the road narrowed up. I think Sarnduel was the, uh, the lead truck. Um, couldn't go any further, so we try and back down this narrow path, and these guys back up way too wide, and they end up <laughs> backing their Humvee up over the edge. And they're like, oh, shit, they get out. And next thing you know, dude, Humvee just fucking rolls and falls. And mm. do, y'all, do y'all remember that? Yeah. 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 And, and we had to sit out there and guard it. Like, we, I sat there, me and uh, Billy Jack sat there in the Humvee, in the rain, all night to guard this truck. Like, dude, they can come take this stuff. I don't care. Hey. <laughs> no. You want to talk about the stupidest guard thing we ever did was, you remember when we... Um, yeah, I can't remember if it was. I think it was the the fifty two day one. Uh-huh. Um, and we had the C four training with the engineers. Oh yeah. yeah, that was cool. And somebody blew a Humvee sized hole in the ground. <laughs> and we yes. all had to pull guard duty on it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they were wow. like, "Yeah, hey, uh, just do whatever." 
with this box of C4. You a bunch of eleven bravos. What Have the fun. fuck do you think it's going to like, happen? It's like, yeah. <laughs> they packed a whole MRE box full of C4. Hey, see yeah. what happens. <laughs> Man, who, if, who, no, we're not going to name it. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying to remember who uh, was specifically in charge of that. Oh, I, 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 I can't I, remember. I don't, I don't know. know. I definitely remember that though. And being like, y'all dude, what that hole was, that was a crater, dude. Yeah. That was a crater. It, uh, you could have hit a Bradley in there. Because that's when uh, we still had, uh, what's his name for a platoon? Sorry. Um, Sorry, Swaney, uh, Sorry, Rush. No, Sorry, Rush, yeah. Okay. Bad, Sorry, Sar- Rush. For uh, y'all, for reference, Sergeant Rush looked like Tom Green. Kinda. <laughs> right? Uh, just hey. picture Tom Green and, like bug teeth and glasses. Do y'all remember and, uh, like and a good. ill hair, hairline way back? Yeah. Way back, way back here. <laughs> <laughs> well, do do you the thing that always sticks out with me with him was his uh, his female preference. If you remember what I'm talking, I don't. About. I don't remember yeah. that. Me neither. The, the all natural. Oh. oh. Well, he's you know, oh. older generation guy. Older generation guy. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but like. You know. Hey, being in there on like radio duty or whatever, and he'd be like oh. leaving his books <laughs> later. He'd be like, "Damn, come on, son, rush! <laughs> I want to see that shit." He's a, he's no, a fan of the no. Which bush, I guess for for people what? listening, we're not we're not bush shaming, right? You do what you want to do. It's it's your body. Do what you want. Hey, uh, look, all right, no, you got to no be time 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 here. It was like. <laughs> 2001, you know, that just wasn't a thing that the younger generation did, you know? Right. Yeah. Not so much. No. This conversation is getting weird. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are yeah, getting off subject here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's let's, let's so, reel it back. Okay. So now you're back in Schweinfurt after Kosovo. Uh, what do you, what are you doing? What are you, uh, and we something to? We were freaking partying, dude. And yes. That was about it. We were like, man, we just got back from Kosovo. Man, y'all don't even know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tabasco's. Yep. Oh, man. yeah. Yes, so many brawls and fights. Uh, <laughs> man, ridiculous. You remember, and, you remember uh, uh, Tidwell? Yeah. Yep, yep. Our yep. Bata- the battalion supply guy. I mean, yeah. he was a, at, at the time he was like a specialist, or I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And remember he was he remember he was the iron spader. He had the highest PT score in the battalion. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one night, dude, we're down at Tabasco's, right? And uh, it's just he and I left. We're, we're the only ones down there still. Everybody else had already gone. And uh, you know, Tidwell had escaped, and uh, so we're there. We're hanging out. We're chilling. Some uh, what were they? Artillery dudes or tankers? I think they were artillery guys. They come up there and they just yank his skateboard out, and they're like, "This is ours now." And we're like, "What the shit?" And there's like ten or twelve of these dudes, right? And I, I tell Tibble, like, "Look, dude, I mean, I guess you can get your skateboard, or we can just roll out and we can go get another one." You know what I'm saying? And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's probably that's probably what we should do. That's probably the best bet." I was like, "Yeah, cool." So we paid our tabs. You know, we're heading out the door. He's like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna piss up. Be right back." So I walk out the door, and you remember down those steps, right? So yeah. I'm standing on the on the sidewalk at the bottom of those steps, um, and waiting, you know, waiting for two. Uh, 
And like out of nowhere, like yeah, I see him bust out of the door and come hauling ass down those steps with a skateboard in his hand. I was like, "What? They gave it back to you?" <laughs> he was like, "No, I just took this motherfucker. You better run." And so like <laughs> behind him, dude, every one of these guys, like ten or twelve of these dudes, just follow him down the stairs. We're about to be our asses hanging. You know, like I'm a fight, but like I can't take on this many dudes. And so they're sitting there talking shit. I'm I'm eyeballing one guy. He's got an earring in, and my first thought was like, okay. As soon as this goes down, I'm yanking that bitch out of his head. That's going to that's gonna put him down. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. There's going to be blood. Somebody might get scared of that. And then, you know, that, that might, you know, de-escalate a little bit. So shit's about to pop off. Tidwell's holding the skateboard like he's about to, like, baseball bat somebody in the face with it, right? Just like in that movie Kids. Ooh. And uh, so, the, like, they, they kind of step to us and, like, you know, I'm standing my ground. And next thing I fucking know, Tidwell is sprinting off into downtown Schweinfurt. Like, what the fuck? I see him gone, and I turn back, and one dude swings on me. I'm, I manage to kind of get out of the way, and I turn and run. They fucking chase after me. I do a dive combat roll thing and change directions on them and uh, try and get into a taxi, and, like, they fucking chase me down. One dude punches me in the back of the head. The whole time, Tidwell <laughs> is running. It's just like in the goddamn cartoon. Tidwell is running out of these alleyways and across like the, the cobblestone walkways there, right? Mm-hmm. Out of one alleyway, you can't catch me, disappears into another alleyway, <laughs> comes out another one, I'm the Iron Spader. Like, <laughs> this whole time, I'm like, I'm like trying not to get beat up. Like, oh my God, dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, just yeah, like, you know, got away, but yeah, man. That's, that was, yeah, Doc, you're right. Yeah. That time frame. That was it, dude. Like, I don't, I I mean, I personally have a story like that, dude. Uh, me and a Charlie Company dude, uh, Garnica, my boy. Oh, I yeah. still am in contact with him, man. Um, I went to basic training with him. Yeah, he man, he's doing awesome. He's in uh, Arizona. He's good, bro. But yeah, yeah, man, I remember me and him. You know, same type thing, and it was, but it was against some uh, Russian and oh, yeah. some German guys. And there was there was quite a few. And we came downstairs at Tabasco's, and there was just two dudes getting worked by a bunch of guys. And I was just like, damn. I was like, who's American? And the two dudes getting worked were American. We're like, I was, we looked at each other. We're like, man, we got to help. So we're trying to pull them out. You know, we're not trying to fight anybody. We're just trying to pull them out of there. And, you know, so we end up getting it. And uh, you remember Tiki, Sonka Pal? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he ended up getting hurt, and we threw him in a car and got him back to the barracks. But, like, we went back for these dudes, man. It was, it was pretty crazy. But that was just, I mean, with the whole mortar platoon and all that stuff, those guys, man, it's just crazy times. Mm-hmm. And then remember, you know we you got Fred getting chased back from downtown uh, by some by some Turkish dudes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because I mean it was wild. Even even before that, man. Uh, it it was before you guys got there. A uh, bunch of Russian guys ended up setting uh, Joe on fire, man. Like, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, that was a, like you really had to watch your back out there, man. Was that at the bar across uh, across the hallway from Tabasco's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But that's why they told us we can never go in there. Yep. 
I got about five feet in there and I fucking got the fuck out, man. I didn't know, you know. I just wanted to see inside this motherfucker. It was like mysterious. I, I yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, there were a few of those places that you just didn't go to. There, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in Germany, period. Like, I mean, yeah. I was there I was there for quite a minute. So, like, I got to explore a lot of places, like, where Americans didn't get to go. And, like, it was it was a lot more fun than where if you were where the American president was prominent. And, and they, you know, it was a lot better interaction with the locals and stuff when it was away from them. Because <clears throat> they didn't have... As many horror stories, you know, dealing with, ah, oh, it's the American again. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So. <clears throat> yeah, so do you remember during that time frame, though, that, that 14 months from Kosovo to Iraq, like, how often we went to the field? Yeah, and I remember how often we got our shit took. We had, like, nothing. We were, yeah. And then they wondered why we were fighting so much, you know, or people listening, why we were fighting so much. We were bored. We had nothing to do but drink. They took yeah. all of our stuff. We were allowed, like, what, like a little five-by-five five box of personal stuff, which yeah, mostly like a, like a deep, uh, you know, a portable DVD player, some DVDs and stuff, and CDs, CD player. Because that was a thing back then. Yeah. You know. And I even got into fights out there during that time. That's crazy for me, man. I ran from the Polar's eye. I mean, we're all bored, <laughs> man. We and and you know, we were, you know, gearing up for hey, we're going to Turkey, we're going to war. So all of us were like getting in that mindset. Hey, yeah, amped we're up. going to freaking war, you know. I might not come back. So I'm about to have as much fun as possible before I go. And yeah, hell yeah. If someone gets in my face, you know, screw you, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I mean, that was just how it was. Yeah, it got pretty wild. I remember there being briefings about, uh, you know, you motherfuckers out here fucking around, you know, just fucking shit up constantly, man. It was, it was damn near like, almost like gang type shit. Almost. Oh, yeah, yeah, damn yeah. near, dude. It was fucking I mean, that I, close to I, I being pulled... off the chain like that. I pulled my first Article 15 out of that, all that area. <laughs> uh, you remember we went to we did a field problem, and uh, we were doing a night mission with nods. Uh, Johnson, you uh, you went over the nods the last time, man. And uh, like no depth perception, and we're yeah. walking through the woods of Germany, and. It's old growth forest, so there's a bunch of downed trees and stuff that's covered by like moss and grass and all that stuff. And we're walking, and you're just following the guy in front of you. So if yeah. he steps just right, he doesn't stumble away. But you step, and me, I've got pretty big feet, so I step and I go through this one log and I twist my knee. You know that I've already injured in airborne school, and I was out for a good little bit mm. and you know, you know catching a drunken disorderly with all that it was this uh was this the uh the uh, the night mission where we we set we stepped off right after sunset and walked all night long oh, that uh, would be sunrise. the one. 
and then they they did that that pot smoke in the morning. Yeah, that would be the one. I, I didn't make it the whole way. You know what makes me I, mad you know. about that mission? About that that so our sergeant major at the time, I don't remember who, what his name was, but he was like, "Men, carry all the ammo you can. You're gonna need it when you get there." And so I was a 240 gunner, and um, 100 rounds of 7.62 blank ammo weighs five pounds. So I loaded down, man. I had 1,800 rounds on me, right? <laughs> Billy was my fucking my, – uh, my ammo bearer, my AG, my assistant gunner. And so he was carrying about 1,000 rounds. We're like, fuck it, man. We're about to party. Let's, let's get some bullets. We had no idea how long we were going to walk. And so this shit's all in my ruck, all in my gun, all in my body armor, right? And we're walking, like you said, at night. I, get, I don't even get like 20 steps in. And I take, I'm trying to step over a log. And I fall the fuck over, and I get turtled. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm stuck on my back. Two dudes had to come help pull me up. And Doc, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive you were one of them. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> and then, uh, so we walk all night long, just dead ass exhausted, dude. We walked for, because, like, the sun had come up and had been up uh, for a couple hours before we got to our position to put the gun in place. So we finally get there 10 hours later, put the gun down. Uh, we're overwatching this fucking little village. You see the cobs all milling around and stuff. I get my fucking way, and I'm ready to engage. I'm like, I'm locked and loaded. I got belts fucking combined together, and they call index. <laughs> I, I didn't fire a single round. I was so <laughs> so mad, so mad. But that hey, that helped. That that prepared me for that one mission that we went on in Iraq. Remember the. Uh, we were handing out emergency radios. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. When 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 first squad went down in the reeds, <laughs> I went down. I was I was one of them. Yeah, that shit yeah. was fucking hell. Hats off to Sergeant Gill for keeping it together because yeah, our entire squad fucking damn near fell out. I think it was maybe one or two dudes who didn't. It's already well. Fuck. Let's let's uh, fuck it. Well, hey, already, before we get there, like. Uh, I know we've uh, the previous episodes, and then we've mentioned them a couple times. But uh, you can go over who uh, Mr. Billy Jack Phillips is, man. Yeah, um, man. Go ahead, Doc. Uh, you know that guy. He uh, a native brother, so like I had a lot of interactions with that dude, and uh, he was awesome. You know, yeah, I, I just. You know, put that out there first off. But go ahead, bro. As far as Billy Jack, dude. So Billy, so like you said, he was native. He's a, he was a, a, a Kiowa, Kiowa Apache from Oklahoma, like full on Kiowa warrior. Now you look at him, and you know he's a very small, unassuming guy, right? And uh, very kind, very soft spoken, a little weird. Nothing bothered him. Do you remember? You remember that? Nothing yeah. bothered. Him. I remember one time, dude. He pulled his boot, uh, his 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 boot off his foot. And his sock was bunched up all the way inside the boot. Like, and it was like that all day long. I was like, Billy, does that not bother you? He's like, eh, here's what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a sock. Like, Man, it, literally, it's just, you know, how he grew up on the res. He's just, he didn't have crap. So, you know what I mean? He was like, well, whatever, you know. He yeah. was used to it. You want to talk about fighting? Billy, yeah. nicest guy, but when he got to drinking that Jack, dude, 
Like oh, yeah. any of it. Or no him, him and him him and Bozil would share them damn uh Long Island iced teas at uh <laughs> Tabasco's so mm. many times. I'd be hey Doc. <laughs> yeah. They fucking man. I man having to like stop what I'm doing, you know, talking to friends or females or whatever, and like take care of him. And I mean, because you know, Doc was never off duty, and mm-hmm. take him downstairs and put him in the cab and be like, you know, and you know, grab Bozy and be like, man, stop talking to this. Sorry, man, but this fat girl, and go home <laughs> with your buddy. You know, you you helped him get this drunk. Now go take care of. Him. You know, put them both in a cab, get them out of there. Mm. Yeah, I've uh, I had to go downtown to Schweinfurt General Hospital one night with him after somebody busted him in his mouth. Found him all oh. twisted up, like, man, dude, you gotta you gotta take it easy, dude. It's gonna it's not gonna work out for you so much. And he yeah. kind of backed off it a little bit, but you remember when he got his that. ass pummeled at the the, the Megadrone? What? Yeah, no, dude, I don't, so he, what happened with that? He was at the Megadrome one night, drunk. And, you know, like, so Billy Jack, gets the, he gets to the point where he's drunk. And, like, he's throwing up what he thinks are gang signs. And he's, like, <laughs> somewhat verbal. And then there's the next phase of him being drunk where he is, like, no words are coming out of his mouth. He's just stumbly. Like, you can hey, look at his eyeballs. It's pitch black, right? Mm-hmm. So that was Billy Jack that particular night. And he's over at the Megadrome one night um, by himself and starts – being drunk Billy and four dudes stomped the shit out of him. You don't remember that? Like his, his face was all fucked up, dude. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, I mean, he had so many names and a lot of us do from alcohol, you know, boot wash bill. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Joe dirt came out. So they kicking me. Yeah. That that's the one I stuck. Yeah, yeah. That one really stuck with him, man. But dude, Super awesome dude, and you know it. It to me, it's just a shame how it ended for him. And uh, you know, I I wish I could have uh, reconnected with him before he ended up passing. Yeah, awesome, yeah. dude. I um, so I was the one that found out that he had passed. Um, I I he when we when I left active duty in 05, he drove over because we used to live like two and a half hours from each other. So he drove over to see me, um, and in mid, I'm sorry, mid to late 05, I guess. And, uh, and that was the last time I saw him and like I lost contact with him and like, didn't, I didn't have his phone number or didn't work anymore, you know? Um, and so like, I was like, you know, Facebook had just come out or just sort of getting popular. So like, you know, every so often I would get on there, Phillips, I would Google Billy Jack Phillips and, um, what was it? 2014, 13 or 14. I, uh, or 15. Man, I can't, I, I don't remember what year it was, but I was digging around Facebook, looking over social media, trying to find out what happened to Billy. Um, yeah. Cause I had just come back from California. Um, and, uh, and finally got a hold of, cause I, I, I remembered, you remember what his adopted, his original name was? Uh, Sate Yeah, Sate. Well, Sate Yeah, Richard yeah. Evans Sate Yep. So yeah. I, I I googled that best spelling 
and got an actual spelling of it and then started looking that up on, on Facebook. And I came across some state poodles in Oklahoma. And so I just started messaging people left and right, going through the friends list. And then I found on one of them, uh, somebody with the last name of Phillips. I'm like, this has, this can't be a coincidence. And so finally one of them contacted me back and I think it was his uncle um, or cousin and was like, oh yeah, no, Billy Jack passed away. And, uh, and, uh, his mom is, his, you know, here, here, here's his mom's name. Look her up on Facebook. She can tell you the whole story. So I messaged her and, um, sent her my phone number and we talked on the phone and dude, I, I was at work. I was working at Loomis at the time. And I sat there in the cab of that truck bawling my fucking eyes out, man. Like that was devastating to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, I was pretty much the same when I, I found it out. Yeah, it was my birthday. Cause they like, you know, it was pretty close, man. Like, even when I first got there, I remember uh, uh, one of those field deployments. You know, it was one of my first ones with Second Platoon, and it was like the old school guys. You know, like Double G. Man, I can't remember. But anyways. And they, the everybody was wiped out except for me, Billy Jack, and I want to say it was uh, P Diddy. And we end up having to continue mission, and we end up passing and like taking taking the objective, just the three of us. Like it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was there. I was like a. PFC or something like that. You remember you remember that, that night in uh where were we, Hohenfels? And we were with the uh, Sergeant Winchester squad, machine gun squad, and we went to go set up that ambush at like midnight. You remember that night? Vaguely. I mean there's a it lot of the, <laughs> it was, well this this particular night was the one night that me, you and Billy Jack cuddled. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. fucking sweet. Hey, yeah, dude, it was so man, fucking hey, cool. In, that that, in that instance, <laughs> man, it, it didn't matter. Like, Hell it no. was so fucking cold. Like, hey, there was no skin to skin contact. I mean, I'm good. No, man. I'm both some remember... balls, man. I've been there before, dude. No we are. <laughs> I was in the middle, though. I, I, I don't know how that worked out, but. Uh, <laughs> I was in the middle. You were behind me, and Billy Jack was in front of me. So I was like, "I'm always a big spoon, baby. Always big." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. All right. So we're fucking getting ready to go to Iraq. Oh yeah. And we're in Iraq. Man, whoop! Damn, (laughs) that drive to Kuwait. You guys are talking about that, and like how you fell asleep. Like literally, I wrote down. With uh, it was me and Love, and a tanker E six. I can't remember his name. And we drove down in a five ton, with no top, oh, yeah. and a fifty cal. And I was on that fucking fifty cal most of the ride down. And if I was on that fifty cal, I was driving. Me and Love back and forth. The other guy didn't want to do much, but sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I remember the tanker. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a tank. So <laughs> I remember one, you know, one night, and we're about to pull in, uh, and 
stop for the night. And so everybody's going real slow, you know, that creep, you know. And so, like, coming up on it, and I'm just coming up on him. And all right, break. And the next thing I know is, boom, I'm waking up after hitting um, one of the dang mechanics trucks. And so Rebecca comes out there and was like, man, what the hell? I'm like, man, sorry. My bad. I was like, <laughs> my bad. I, I just dozed <laughs> off. I was like, I've been on that 50 calorie drive. It. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it was like, and I, you know, we, I knew him. So we had a good report. He's like, and there was no damage. It was like, you know, like maybe two miles an hour. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. So a little love tap, a little love tap. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, like riding down, man. Like you guys are saying, it was just nuts. Like just thinking, what the hell are we about to expect? You know? Yeah, yeah. And you know, it was crazy. It was fun. It was fun. Too. I re- I remember in my head, man. It was almost like a fucking, almost like a fucking movie. We yeah, rolling, rolling over everything and uh, shit. Burning was, was a yeah. You know, when it did, when the shit wasn't on fire. Iraq but was actually a beautiful country. The only thing that surprised <laughs> me, I was going expecting a lot more camels. I was slightly yeah. disappointed with the amount of camels I actually saw. Okay, <laughs> I never, I don't remember seeing one, dude. I did. I hey, I and I, I got to fulfill my Schwarzenegger fantasy, and I punched him. Oh man, <laughs> oh. Pete is gonna get you, man. Hey, be careful with that. Hey, oh, it, it was a it was a lifetime fantasy of mine. Like I grew up, you know. Hey, Arnold was the man, dude. I emulated yeah, right. that. It was it was awesome, dude. <laughs> All right, so you've arrived to your duty, your your uh, home for the next year and a bit. Well, yeah, uh, our first, the first at Bradsville Mora. Yeah, yeah, the first one, and I I lucked out. I got one of the possible out of the few guys that I was able to get along with the entire time. And that was Mr. Johnson. And that was my real dog, man. Like waking up to his sometimes balding, well, young balding head. Oh God! It was rough. Some, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and we would just wake up and look at each other and just be like, oh. <laughs> and both of us would grab a smoke and be like, "Yep." <sighs> and Johnson would turn on some music, and we would start our day. Mm. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> whatever that may entail. Yeah. Right. I, I, we had we had like we got pretty lucky. It was just us two for most of the time. Like the other two positions kept switching out. We I know we had I know we had Griff for a minute. Yeah. Um, I can't remember when he switched out. I, and it had and that I think that had something to do with like because uh, at the time when we first got over there, I was I was the RTO. Yeah. And so you and I were like, you know, platoons, like you know, quote unquote, like headquarters type elements. You know what I'm saying? We're not like 
operating in a certain like we're operating in a very specific capacity outside of the regular infantry capacity uh while yeah. also being in the infantry capacity yeah which i mean so and so for people listening um so we keep referring to to doc as doc you know wesley skillen is was our combat medic he was a 68 whiskey in the army like he, he his job was combat medic our job was 11 bravo infantry well, mechanized but uh, I, I was but, a, a 91 bravo first yeah nobody cares about that we don't talk about that <laughs> but doc in iraq and in kosovo was on every patrol with us weapon at the low ready engaging when we were engaged you know what i mean like he was he was operating in a until it was time for doc to spread his angel wings and do his fucking job yep. yeah and uh and I'll, i you know i, I, I kind of want to impress on people like um how how like how hard that is to switch right to to go from adrenaline fueled combat engagement to now i gotta switch gears and pull out all of my all of your your medical knowledge and and do what it is that you were trained to do and uh i mean and that's 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 to me to me honestly that's no easy feat man it really isn't like that's 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 a big deal man especially when it, you consider um that the people that you were going to operate on to perform life-saving measures on were us your buddies you know like we yeah. drank together we fought together you know what i'm saying yeah. like like we've been like you you said before you know, we've been together for a while we were like a well-oiled machine man and yeah Luckily, dude, to that, it is why our uh, low casualty rate, the whole yeah. uh, the whole deployment. I mean, that was a that was a lot to do with it. I mean, I did other steps, you know, that we'll probably get into later. But I mean, that <laughs> was, you know, that was it, man. Like a, we a big contributing factor. So good. <sighs> you're uh, you're kind of say something. You're kind of bubbling up on the audio. Is it uh, good now? Anything better? Yeah, that's good. There we right. go. Yeah. So we're in Iraq, right? And uh, yep. Yeah, and so it's uh, early on in the year, right? Because we, like we talked about in the last episode with Mike, you know, we really started. We we got up into Iraq in uh, March, mid March, and started doing stuff. Yeah. And uh, and uh, that's when. There's a very defining moment, Tyree. I don't know if you were planning on getting into this yet, but like that was a very defining moment uh, for all of us, especially those of us who were there, and especially for those of you who were right there. True. Yeah. Um, um, fuck, man. Let me start off. Let me explain up up to my my memory of, of what happened up yeah. until it happened. Oh, I've, I've got it. A good memory of the two. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so the uh, day Kreider uh, got killed, we were walking out to the Bradleys um, to go to this big, enormous pit to test fire weapons before mission. This is what we did before missions up until this day, every time we drove out. Um, I remember seeing Kreider, who I did not really know very well. Uh, I've seen him. I, I, I know, like, he had some big-ass feet. 
was the one thing that really stood out about him to me. Yeah. And he was fucking young. He's like a fucking Very, baby. Yeah. He was the youngest person in our battalion. He was the newest yeah. person in our, in, our, in, our, in our company. Yeah, this fucking kid. And uh, he had a saw, and he's dragging his ammo behind him. And I'm like, hey, motherfucker. Because, you know, at that point, I'm specialist, promotable brown. I'm trying to get promoted. I'm trying to, you know, lead by example and be that shining light for shit. And uh, I'm like, hey, motherfucker, you're dragging your saw ammo. He picks it up and fucking goes off to the uh, vehicles and we walk out to this fucking pit. <clears throat> so we're at the pit and it's a long line of, uh, of us. Yeah. Well, hey, can I interject you right there, man? And like, because it, it goes a, a little bit before that, before it gets to the firing pit. You know what I mean? Okay. <clears throat> to to really to to get the grasp behind it, man. Because I've I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. Because, man, he was the only dude in all my time in the army I ever lost. Like, right there, lost. Like, yeah. They might have passed, you know, outside of my care or whatever. But as long as they were with me, he was the only dude that I lost. And. It really set the tone for me, and uh, it really upset me because I spoke about it earlier about how the command can fuck shit up. Um, <clears throat> we always, like you said before, Johnson, like I, I was like an infantry guy until it was time to be a medic, so I knew everybody's job besides my own. Like I, I took an interest in that, something I wanted to do. So I wanted to learn it, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I thought it was so odd us going up there to the test fire pits and stuff. Cause we always pull up two Bradleys at a time. They traverse test fire drop ramps for dismounts to go test fire at the pit dismounts low back up two pull off and so on and so forth. Well, this time they had a whole line of damn Bradleys. Uh, you know, up there, drop ramp before, and there's a uh, really a whole ass ton of people out there at this test park. It, it was a gaggle fuck from hell. Mm-hmm. And it was way more people than normal. Yeah, I mean, way more. It's usually you know two squads, which is you know twelve people, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And now it's a whole freaking company. At the test fire pit. And you got people yelling at you, the higher-ups, oh, hurry up, hurry up, get back to your vehicles, you know. And But you got to go test fire. And there's a sign that that says, you know, no uh, dismount test fires past this point. Well, there's so many people out there. No one's paying attention to that. And, yeah. you know, I'm – I'm standing there. I'm like, well, I, I'm not going to push and fight my way up here. I, I'll test fire. And, I mean, they ain't going to start this mission without me. Anyways. So, and Kreider was there next to me. And he was like, you know, like you said, brand new guy. And he was like, he goes, oh, oh, well, I'm going to go down here. And I just remember looking at him and be like, well, 
all right, man, go ahead. I ain't trying to push my way around. And shortly after that, you know, ba-ba-ba-ba, And, you know, as I'm looking over, I uh, I see I see the rounds impacting. And it was, it was rough, dude. Like, seriously rough. And I just remember, you know, just throwing my hand up, you know, over my face, you know, cease fire, cease fire, how they taught us, you know. Mm-hmm. And just running. You know, I dropped my weapon and just ran. Because, I mean, we're right there. We're not out in the sector. Um, I ran up there to him, man. And just doing whatever I could. And, you know, there wasn't, wasn't much I could do. Um, he, he was gone before he hit the ground. Uh, but, man, that just... It upset me so much because it didn't need to happen. And yeah. the, but for the simple fact of people trying to rush to impress someone, there was no need for it. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it was hard on me, man. It was, like I said, it was the first dude that I lost. And it really set a tone for me. And I was like, not again. I'm not doing it. Like, so from that point, uh, as far as like medically for us, I uh, there was two other guys that were uh, EMT paramedic certified. Or no one, their love was, and then Weller had his EMT beat, and then I made it a a goal to get the entire platoon CLS qualified, combat lifesaver qualified, so they knew how to. You know, be the first line person there to help save one of us. You know, so they had, you know, airway, knew how to do IVs, stop bleeding, tourniquets, things like that. Uh, also, you know, because I am who I am, I'm kicking doors and shooting at motherfuckers. I'm label, my liable to something happened to me, and I need someone to look after me too. So yeah, I was like, I made sure you guys knew everything to do. You know, I was like, it was rough, man. It was rough, yeah. rough day. Yeah, I was standing next to him uh, when it happened, and uh, I to this day I kind of feel like I'm responsible for it, man. Because as we're getting pushed over further and further and further down this line, and I remember looking at the stick, and I'm like, can't go past that. So I yeah. stop. I'm not going anymore. And yeah. uh, I shoot. And as I'm turning around, I see you running towards me, hauling ass, hand flying in the air, you know, the ceasefire thing. And I look down on the ground, and there's a helmet just spinning on the ground, skidding around on the ground in the dirt. And I look over at Kreider, who I didn't know was Kreider at the time. Yeah. Completely gone. There's no... Yeah, the, I mean, the the only way that we knew who it was, because everybody was asking, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell. And uh, someone's like, you know, said who it was, we recognized him by the tattoo on his arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw you guys running up, and I'm like, man, it's 
He could stop. Yeah. That was well, yeah, that training, you know, I mean, it just kicks in. And dude, I I have to say, I used to be the biggest dude that used to complain about doing repetitive stuff in the army. Mm-hmm. And dude, then and like you said, like Easter Sunday and that that stuff, like it clicked in my head why we did stuff over and over and over again. Because when it came down to it, like I just reacted. And yeah. I didn't think about it. It was just second nature. And I was like, all right, I get it now. It's like an epiphany mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, yeah, it is that moment. Kevin, what do you got, man? Oh, no, well, yeah, no, I, uh, um, you know, being a drill, you know, and, and you, you put soldiers through training and you kind of, you kind of want to, you know, <clears throat> you know, express, express the importance of, of doing, you know, repetitive training to, to, to establish that muscle memory so that when you do find yourself in those situations that, you know, you're, you, you shut down essentially and you go on autopilot and you just perform. And, uh, and sometimes you even black out. I remember when Regan came to us from, uh, 82nd, he deployed to Afghanistan with the initial push over there. And, you know, he mm-hmm. was in combat and I remember asking him, I was like, what was it like? You know, he said, man, we got in this one engagement and all I remember is, is taking shots. Next thing I know, I'm laying on the, on the ground behind my 240, uh, rounds complete. He's like, I had no idea what happened. I just blacked out and did my job. Um, and that happens, you know, yeah. the thing. But and, and, and it goes back to what you're saying, Doc, like doing doing that stuff over and over and over. It seems tedious. It seems, oh, really, we got to do this again? I know I know this stuff. You know I know this stuff. But like, it, you know, when you find yourselves in that in that situation, um, it's about it's not about, yes, I know it when I'm testing. It's about needing to know it when it's real life. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I when when all that went down, man, I was on the test fire pit probably like you know, 20 meters away from, from where you, uh, you and Kreider were, Tyree. And, uh, <clears throat> I remember, I remember the, the coax going off. I was like, well, wait a second. That is, they're not supposed to be shooting. Yeah. I, I yeah. turn, I turn around and like, I see doc, you didn't drop your M16. You hurled that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you like launched it. It was in your right hand. You launched it and you, I might have like, threw it the track, man. I don't know. <laughs> Now you just th- you just threw it off off to the side. I mean, but like like ten fifteen feet away from you, um, and like that was the fastest I've ever seen you move, man. Like you immediately saw that a soldier was on the ground, and you in in you know obviously not knowing who it was at the time, um, and you were our platoon. You were the second platoon medic, yeah. but you know to 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 the medic to the to the doc, that doesn't matter. You see you know a U.S. soldier down, then you're going to spring into action, and you did. And I remember. Uh, yeah, man. Just looking over there, like I, I remember seeing Kreider as he was falling to the ground, and and obviously there's a big huddle around it and everything, so I couldn't see what was happening, like you know, in the immediate area until I got closer. But uh, for the for so so this this uh <clears throat> this whole event, man. Um, you know, it was our it was our first know, really anything, right? Like. Yeah, that, that was our yeah, we, first we, we had just, casualty, man. Like our yeah, first. We had, yeah, I mean, we had just gotten. So this was this was March twenty first, right? Um, uh, 
March 21st, man. Um, so we, we were brand new to this deployment. I mean, we had gone out on a few uh, presence patrols here and there. Um, I think we had already had that. Uh, the, I think the Abrams had already run over that landmine or whatever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just a small thing. But this, man, like I remember going back. They said they canceled the mission that day. I remember going back to the uh, to the choose. Oh, and yeah. it was just fucking quiet, man. Quiet. You know what I mean? Like you could hear a pin drop from the other side of Samara. And what was what's what's crazy to me is and, and, and this still goes on in the military and law enforcement as with firefighters, EMTs, you know, the medical professionals uh, and people that work in this particular field, you're expected to perform immediately after. We went back on a mission the next day and we were ha- we had to go out and do our patrol like <coughs> clear headed. You know? Yeah. We hadn't so, even had his memorial, and we're back out yeah. in Samara doing patrols. Yeah, that's the thing. It was, but yeah, that that isn't war. What we had to do was war. That yeah, I, I can't emphasize to this day, man, is a, a senseless death that didn't need to be happening. It's carelessness, and I, I'm. I just feel for his family, man, and that his life was cut short so early. Yeah, he was. Uh, he yeah. was 19 years old, man. I felt 19. for his uh, the people in his platoon. Yeah, I, I sat with some of them after, and it was like fucking rage, anger. They you it's you're in combat. And a year buddy goes down. You want to go get the motherfucker that did it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in this particular case, the motherfucker that did it is your fucking friend. And of course, they didn't do this shit on purpose. But yeah, fuck. The first time that you have to deal with that shit and doing your job for real, it made the entire deployment real. It was that yeah. moment right there. Yeah, that was it. Was it? Everything else changed. Nothing else mattered. No. It was fucking. And as far as I was concerned, man, that, you know, and even convention say you can't uh, fire unless, you know, protecting your casualties or whatever. I'm, I'm trying to prevent casualties. Like, if I, if I negate that threat, then I won't have no casualties to deal with. So, yeah. You know, and it's like you said, it, it was a senseless death um, in, in more ways than one. Like, it was an accident, um, it was negligence, but it was an accident. Yeah. Um, and it, that, and for that reason, it shouldn't happen. The reason uh, that it made us angry when we went out in patrols is if we if we weren't in Iraq in this war, we wouldn't. He wouldn't have been there in front of that Bradley. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's another big can of worms that this podcast ain't about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. But yeah. But, um, like man, after that, it was. You know, I mean, we we did a lot of other training outside of our missions to 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 prevent stuff like that, and, and it was from there on out, everything was a lot more careful. And like I know by our platoon, like everybody knew where they were firing before they pulled the trigger. Yep. And you know that had to do with the command, those NCOs and stuff that that were out there with us. Like Wild Bill, I, I freaking love that guy. 
definitely the uh the leadership will prevent shit like that from happening uh mm-hmm. we didn't have shit like that happen in our platoon no i mean that's what i'm going to say i'm not i'm not knocking any other platoon with uh, their their with their shit cuz i don't know what the, what the hell they have going on over there <clears throat> but no. i know the over in second platoon we have our shit fucking we're fucking ready all right yeah. we're fucking ready at all times you know, yeah, and I mean, that is uh, that that came from our leadership, man. Yeah, yeah, and that, and I feel like I feel like uh, you know because we talked about that with Griff, and I feel like future episodes. I mean, it's going to be a recurring. Like, there's not going to be a single person that was there who is going to disagree with that. Who, who can find another reason why you know things went so well? It mm-hmm. is largely in part due to the leadership that we had pr- uh, prior to, to deploying and while we were deployed. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely was, man. And that that we, like you've said, we have all said, it's like we already deployed together. We went through so many field problems together. It was yeah. a well-oiled machine, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you couldn't have asked a better group of guys to go to war with. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so happy that, like, some of these NCOs, are still NCOs, senior NCOs, the seniorest of NCOs in the, in the United States Army, um, still out there leading, like leading troops and have been since this, you know, since 2004, they, you, you, you think about like, um, how many troops that they've led on various deployments, various training missions at various units across the army reach is so far and so great. Like, and the positive influence that you know that they, I mean, obviously I guarantee you, there are always those soldiers who hated, you know, hated them as a first sergeant or hated them as a, as a young sergeant major or whatever. But, you know, that's just because yeah. there's shit bags well, in the army. <laughs> no, <laughs> those, those are the guys that can't separate uh, friends from work. You know, those are the same yeah. guys that get mad at their boss when they're, saying, you know, they're not drinking the night before, but then they make them go do their job. So, yeah. yeah. Man, this is what it is. It's, it's a job that can't take us. When you tell to do something, you need to do it. Yeah. Your, um, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna. I, so we've been, we've, uh, I love, I, I love to, to, to death, I love our leadership that we had over there, but I feel like we're, uh, definitely, uh, giving them a good reach around, uh, <laughs> this, this go around. Um, honestly, so, and man, I don't, the, the thing with the thing that happened with Kreider was fucking terrible. Can't express that yeah. enough the worst possible thing this young soldier deploys to combat to fight and potentially die in combat. And that's just not how it happens. Um, and that's bullshit, but I want, I kind of want us to lighten the mood a bit. Um, not, not to take away from that, you know what I'm saying? But like there, you know, there's a, there's a couple other things that happened in Iraq that I kind of want to bring up and, uh, and so, if you guys are, are good, I'm all right, man. Oh what yeah, on. Doc, Charlie, Mike, Doc, I have a question for you. Do you remember what was written on 95 percent of all buildings in Samara? Oh God, <laughs> Tyree, you know what I'm talking about? No, what are you? What are you talking about? Doc, you remember? Yeah. Oh, I remember. Go ahead. Go ahead with the story. So, 
you know, those of you who are listening, uh, Doc Skillen um, was, uh, he, it's an, it was definitely an exaggeration. You were never fat, right? You were no. a bigger dude. You could move like, fast. You know what I'm saying? Like by like, normal uh, standards? Husky. No. Army standards, I guess. Well, yeah, right, right. But, you know, uh, you know and that, that's, that's neither here nor there. That, that needs to be adjusted anyway. But anyway, I can't remember who started it, but I want to say it was dudes in first, first squad. On just random buildings all over Iraq, you would see Doc is fat. That's Frederick. <laughs> Every fucking where. Frederick is everywhere, dude. <laughs> yeah. Was it Fred? Yeah. Hey, yeah. but um, years later, come as a bitch. Oh, yeah, man. I, I Watching you on, uh, seeing you on Facebook and everything, like, no homo, bro. Like, you got hot. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. You, you cleaned up pretty good, man. I saw the six pack. I'm like, man, it's been working out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the only six pack I've ever had came in the form of beer. Yeah, still. But yeah, yeah. That was that was a wild one. I mean, it was it was all just you know friendly rubbing and you know ribbing yeah. and shit, you know. So it's and yeah. rubbing. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I um, mean, we all had to. You know, it was just trying to make light of. The situations yeah. we're in, we all messed with each other. There was all everybody had their little nicknames, and you know the crazy wild stories and stuff. Like, yeah. oh man, Johnson. I mean, I was looking through pictures and stuff. Like, uh, do you remember almost kissing the dead dog? Well, actually, yeah, tonguing the dead dog. Yeah, it's yes, it's on my Facebook actually. My mom comments, "Is like Kevin, what are you doing?" Um, Keep scrolling, mom. Don't it, it, just ignore <laughs> that one. Yeah. yeah, I was actually just looking what at that yesterday. I was like, "What the fuck was wrong with me, man?" Um, but Since you know, did, dog. He was like, well, "Yeah, get this, get this." I'm like, I, I didn't, didn't, I didn't <laughs> actually make contact with it. Uh, but yeah, dude, and you, you know, and and I, I, I've thought about that several times. Like, not just that particular thing, but like a lot of things. And like, you know, doing the shit that you're doing when you're you're deployed, when you're in combat. Um, I've always, I've always kind of thought that to prevent yourself from going like in a spiral, going crazy, you kind of have to allow yourself to be a little crazy so you can control it. Do you know what I mean? Because like some of the shit that we were doing over there, like not combat related, do in real life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's just zero fucks we're given. Absolutely. Zero fucks. You're like, I, remember, I, I might die today or tomorrow or the next day. So, like, hell, we're going to have fun while we're not working. You know? Yeah, man. We were, imagine, we were YOLO before YOLO happened. Imagine right. how shit would have been if we had the internet like Facebook and oh, Instagram, God. TikTok. Yeah. During fucking, you'd see well, the craziest shit, I promise. Well, I mean, yeah. we didn't. We never had access to the internet much. It was always, you know, waiting oh, no, an hour we or fighting. something like that. We didn't have time for that shit. Yeah, well, we, it was we always in black. Late. It was always blacked out too. Yeah, that too. Like second deployment was totally different. But yeah. I, I know you guys didn't get get in on that one. But yeah, I, I had to go back for that one too. That was a long eighteen months. You went back with Bravo or with yeah with one two six right. Yeah, I went back with uh, 126 and uh, Sergeant Marcatante, you know, he he like he knew, like, the shit that we went through that deployment. And he was like, yeah. you know, hey, 
once you just uh, come to the aid station, you know, kind of take a little step back from like the front line type stuff and, you know, come like learn some, you know, more medical type stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. And, now, if, uh, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, dude, was that deployment um, one, two, six was considered the, uh, what was it? The, had seen the most combat or like had the, like, like the worst the hard, shit since Vietnam. The hardest hit unit yeah. since Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we were that getting was the same up. year. That was it, the same year and, that uh, McGinnis got the Medal of Honor. Yes. Yes. And dude, from going from first deployment to that deployment, it was like nine day, man. Like, you know, yeah. uh, Wild Wild West to cops filmed live on Baghdad. It was so yeah. ridiculous. You know, for a warning shot, you had to do a 15 6 investigation, you know, a big packet. It, for a warning shot, it was ridiculous. Our hands were tied a lot. And yeah. that's just the way it was. And then, you know, the tactics they were using were a little different than what we were used to. Um, and then they had uh, <laughs> a lot more explosives than they did the last time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if you know this, but there was a, uh, a, 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 a I guess he was a, an embedded Army Times journalist with you guys called, uh, her name is Kelly Kennedy. And she she wrote a piece um, on that, and it's called, They Fought for Each Other, The Triumph and Tragedy of the Hardest Hit Unit in Iraq. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so that ought to, I mean, that ought to tell you a lot, man. Yeah, um, like, and... But you asked me what I did, and uh, I just want to touch on that real quick to send a little shout out, man. Uh, I end up having to go out with our support platoon, and uh, I I was not going to be doing anything. My mindset, I was like, I'm going to be chilling in the aid station, hitting the gym, <laughs> and eating some good food this deployment. No mm-hmm. MREs, no uh, easy mac and tuna. Like I'm not doing it, you know, or ramen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, one day into my hooch door walks um, a young gentleman that had become a very good friend of mine, uh, Frank Fields, and he was with the support platoon, and they needed a medic, and uh, his platoon sergeant, Sergeant Nagel was like, hey, you're pretty close with Skilling, and I've heard some good things about him. Why don't you go see if he'll be our platoon medic? And he walked through the door and asked me, hey, you know, we need a medic. You know, come with us. Man, I dropped what I was doing, kind of hung my head, and I was like, man, you're a fucking asshole. Because <laughs> I was like, you knew you came and asked me. I couldn't say no. So I you know, grabbed my shit and went down to the hoosh and got ready to go out and patrol with support platoon. And, uh, man, everything happens for a reason. And uh, I'm glad I did, dude, because I got to save his life. Uh, yeah. One night he ended up hitting, we uh, hit EFP, uh, which is a Improvised explosive device wrapped in copper. And uh, we had up armored and everything, but they 
you know, cut through it like butter. Mm-hmm. And ended up losing both of his legs. Uh, but, you know, was able to get up there and, you know, throw some tourniquets on while we were taking fire and uh, get him loaded up, packed up in uh, back into the green zone within 12 minutes, man. So saved his ass, got him in there, and you know the brigade uh, or the hospital commander came down. And was like, "Wow, man!" He's like, "You're just a specialist." I was like, "Yeah, second time go around." But <laughs> you know, he's like, "You know, we we don't get you know people in here like that, you know, much from the field." He's like, "You did an outstanding job, you know." You know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, he's my best friend. You know, what am I going to do? So after, I, you know, he came out of surgery and stuff, we were able to leave. And I, I ended up getting a Arcom with V-Device from that. And you were talking about that in the last episode. Mm-hmm. It, it is one of those that you, you really hold dear to you because you usually get it for some, some wild yeah. shit. Yeah. And, uh, man, fast forward to today. That dude is a life coach. He's doing awesome things. Like he's an inspiration to me, like all the time. Like whenever I feel down and stuff, you know, I give him a call. We talk or whatever. You know, awesome dude. Was there ever a time when it was too much? As far as what mission, like or doing your doing your doing your job what you train for like where saving, i couldn't do my job where saving like, lives where oh, was, I couldn't. There, was there ever a time where you're like fuck what the hell is going on here to where i, I don't want to do it we're not where you couldn't do it but like it was just like like your breaking point almost yeah your breaking point what was no, did you ever they, come up to that point well i i mean i had it you know and i was kind of losing it a little bit and they had, they had to pull me off Mm-hmm. Um, uh, basically like I ended up catching Q fever uh, the second tour and it was, uh, it was you know a spore thing that comes through the dust and it comes from barnyard animals you know we're driving around the humpies dust you inhale that stuff mm-hmm. um, so I got pretty sick man and like I wouldn't come off mission like they like Sar Mark was like it basically had to come out to that Humvee and be like, stand down. You are not going on mission. I was like, Sar, I was like, I have all the respect for you, but fuck you. These are my guys. I'm going on mission. You know? And it just came down. I was like, all right, the only person I'll let go is Sar Mesner. If Sar Mesner goes, I'll I'll allow it. You know, type shit. Mm-hmm. So uh man. Other than that, uh, not really, dude. Like, later, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, still today, you know, a lot of things I have to deal with. It's been crazy. But through, you know, fate and karma, I guess, or whatever, I, I lucked up in, into a really awesome job. So, What is that? Um, Man, I work for a uh, – a predominant timber company here in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, I basically ride around with my dog all day and in the woods 
and I check passes, you know, gates and stuff and make sure nobody's doing things they ain't supposed to. And honestly, it affords me time to heal and process and, you know, go through things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Dude. Reflection. Yeah. It's awesome. Damn, man. <clears throat> It's fucking incredible. Um, I'm glad that you you have that little bit of uh, peace for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like that's you know, there's there's so many people that that when they come home, that they don't ever find that. You know, no. they're just flooded with other things, or they just don't, never allow themselves to to have that, and they just you know get buried in it. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's it's yeah, that's that's for sure a fucking good thing. Yeah. And I mean, it, this is, this is all new this year, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I've been through it, dude. Like I, I understand like the struggles and everything everybody goes through. Um, and I'm in the process of trying to do some things with this, this company as well as, uh, so I can hopefully give back to some veterans and stuff and, um, have them come out and be able to, utilize a little bit of this forest uh to you know camp out you know maybe do some fishing hunting you know you know come together and like share stories and hopefully it helps somebody out you know because a lot of that stuff does man and you know sometimes you you're on some of these trips these veterans and stuff and you make a connection with a guy that you never knew or whatever and it's just man reminded you of somebody or maybe it reminded you somebody that you've lost over there and it yeah it helps so much you know mm-hmm. that's dope man i love the fact that you're giving back to other veterans or at least trying to because yeah yeah you know the war's over right i mean yeah but but man, it, but it never is the time, you know what i mean you, you guys know it, it, it's hard for us to to get care and like from actually people that care to give us that care, you know, and me, me being the, you know, the medic and stuff, dude, it, it's very frustrating to see from them not caring about me or the other guy, or, you know, when that nurse is given that, you know, 70 year old vet attitude, it's like, why, you know, or whatever. So I, I think, you know, whenever us as a veteran community can do something to help each other out, that's, the most positive and best thing we could probably do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Word. This shit's starting to sound like a fucking Saturday. I mean, Saturday <laughs> morning fucking cartoon special. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, but, I mean, uh, it, it, it's absolutely right, though, man. And then, and, and Tyree, would you would you not agree that like one of the uh, additional reasons for us doing this podcast in, in general is to get these stories out there to let other people know that, like, man, like you've been through it, we've been through it. You know what I'm saying? Like, hear our story. You can relate. You know what I mean? Like, you're not alone in this. Oh, um, hell yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, mm. that's, a, that's, a, that's a big thing, dude. Because when they talk about uh, the suicide rates within the veteran community, um, like, I'm still in the Army, right? So they just recently uh, revamped the, the suicide training. And it's just as terrible as it was before. It's not good. It's death by PowerPoint, you know? Oh, God. Uh, it's the same <laughs> material, just reworded. And that's not the right answer. It hasn't been working. So you can't just roll out a new PowerPoint and say, this is it. This is the, the, new, the fix-all. Well, no, it's not, man. You, that's not, man. Like, 
they they need to have like some of us like come in and redo that stuff for for them and stuff. But you know, but that, that's hard to do. Yeah, it, I think it starts with a conversation though. You got to get people to talk about it. Yeah, you got to get people who want to help, not motherfuckers who are forced to help. Because I don't think you're gonna get the best help from that. Yeah, I right. think you, yeah, you get yeah, people most, who want to help. Most and, of them uh, that person collecting a paycheck. That's yeah. not, not a a want or a need for them. They're just like, ah, oh, just doing this payment bills. Mm-hmm. That's not who I want. Yeah, that's not who I want for that kind of thing. I want somebody who gives a fuck. Y'all remember when somebody... we first got back in '05? You remember? You remember what they what they, they went like our our um what was it our transitional phase or whatever the fuck it was called where they were like, hey, do you have PTSD? This is what they told me. I said, I don't even know what that is because I'd never heard it before. This was back in 05, man. Like, war was new to our generation. Oh, oh well, if you, don't, if you don't know what it is, then you probably don't have it. But if you do have it, any symptoms should subside within eight weeks. <laughs> Are you shitting me? That's what yeah. the lady told me. And they and she wasn't, she wasn't, um, they were social workers. They weren't, like, it was exactly professionals yeah. in that particular field. I remember it was a one-page sheet that you went through and it wasn't like fine print. It was very bold. Uh, like, do you feel like uh, killing yourself? Do you feel like uh, hurting others? Blah, blah. It was just the most generic thing. And, you know, all of us knew like, okay, no, 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 no. And if you didn't know the, you know, the NCOs or whoever looked at those soldiers and said, you put no, for those, <laughs> you know, like right, right, right. I mean, you were kind of coached, yeah, because hey, suck it up and drive on. Yeah, it wasn't even a suck it up and drive on thing for me because I definitely have PTSD, but uh, it was more of a I just want to get the fuck out of here. I'm oh yeah, get the fuck out well, of here, I'm hindering my my escape route. You know, yeah. I mean, all of us were you know held past our ETS day. I mean, I ended up rehabbing. But that was like right at the end, and I was just like, "All right, I guess you're right. I'm not gonna do anything after that. Give me my ten thousand dollars. I pass. Go. Give me my money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I ended up doing like almost ten years. In. Ten years all active. Yeah. No, right on. Uh, my last duty station was uh, for Lost in the Woods. Yikes! Oh man, yeah, I was a drill sergeant up there. Uh, never want to, never want to do that again. Started at the ER. <laughs> the first night on duty there, man, there was a shooting at the club, and I was oh, like, yeah. "Yeah, I had my dude all packed up and ready to go, and they're still working." They're like, uh, "Where, where's your guy? You know, where's the guy you had?" I'm like, he's out there waiting on the bird, ready to go. What are y'all doing? <laughs> you know, it was another one of those. Hey, you're doing an awesome job. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. I don't Here's care. Pat on, pat on the back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not telling me nothing. I don't know. Yeah, at that time, you know, I was I was ready to get out, man. I, I was yeah. biding my time. I because I knew I was getting out because like I couldn't I couldn't handle any more deployments, man. I, I was done. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, especially Fucking... in your field, man. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, but first tour was definitely like, for me, it was a lot 
uh, man, I hate to say it, but it was fun. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, it was. I mean, I there mean, were there were, we, there were the moments that sucked, right? But like yeah. in general, it was. I mean, that's it fucking was life, though, bro. You, those are the those are the defining moments that make everything so great. You know yeah. that old saying, you know, the the sweet wouldn't be as sweet without the bitter. Yeah. You know, and, and and all those bitter moments made all of us come together. Like I'm so so many things like come back to me. You know, so many memories listening to the other podcasts. You know, because for me, I don't think about these things because it brings up stuff and it's hard to deal with and hard to you know raise kids and stuff like that. So I tend not to think about it. But they've helped. These things have helped me like think of the good stories too, like of all of us hanging out and being in the shitty situation and stuff and like the the good stories and memories that came from those like something just horribly ridiculous oh my god you want to talk about something fucking ridiculous i got a fucking ridiculous story with doc right i I hope it's that one hey this, this right here is when the first signs of PTSD showed up for Doc. Yeah. You motherfucker. So, <laughs> we are at fucking patrol base Yuvani. Fucking long missions and shit, doing all kind of long nights, fucking walking all over the fucking place, doing all kind of shit, missions and fucking combat. Fucking, we're getting contact on a daily basis. We're fucking beat the fuck up. Tired. 12 on, 12 off. Tired. Worn out, man. Yeah, and like, the 12 off was like... Yeah, the 12 30. off really went 12 off because you were eating, yeah. guard duty, radio duty, getting all your shit ready for the next thing. Yeah. Or so, like you helping out with the uh, local aid station. Yeah, you're always fucking running around, man. You're everywhere. You couldn't yeah. you couldn't go around a corner without seeing Doc doing, uh, skill and doing something. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, after this particularly long mission, fucking, I don't even know what the fuck we're doing. I don't remember it anyway. Uh, we come back to the classroom that we are sleeping in. By now, we have bunk beds. I don't remember if we actually had beds yet, but they're bunk beds. Well, we had we had those haji mats. Yeah. yeah we all of us there. were like, screw it. We're not sleeping on the bars here. So, yeah, we're going to yeah. get, we're buying haji mats. Yeah, so if you got a you got a nice mat, man, just a fucking better setup than sleeping on the fucking floor, man. I promise you. Yeah. So we're laying down sleeping. I'm laying down sleeping anyway, and uh, I hear rustling. I hear some movement. I'm like, uh, fucking Doc's walking towards me. Skilling, what the fuck you doing? Fucking walking. Fucking walking. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He looks like he's pulling his fucking, like, unbuttoning his pants. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Skillin? I'm saying it's louder and louder, trying to get his attention. This motherfucker starts to fucking pee on me. <laughs> <laughs> in my fucking bed. Not like in the face. Not in the face. But it's like splashing about fucking everywhere, except the face. <clears throat> I get so fucking pissed off. But I'm, I know what the fuck is going on. I know he's not doing this shit on purpose. Like, I know this. This motherfucker's been working his ass off to the point that he's just fucking 
burnt the fuck out, man. And I'll never forget it. Like he, he snapped out of it eventually. You know, they, they say you're not supposed to wake up sleepwalkers. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm surprised you didn't uppercut him in his fucking dick, man. Dude, I wanted to, but I'm like, man, this motherfucker's going through something. Like, bro. And I'm like, smart enough to know that that's not normal behavior. That's not something that he would do. I didn't piss Doc off. So, <laughs> well, know. hell, you never piss Doc off. Yeah, you can never piss. Right. Well, fucking, I thought you could never piss on Brown, but here we go. No. <laughs> Man, like, the crazy thing, like, I don't even remember, like, but I vividly remember, like, being in my barracks room in Schweinfurt going to take a piss. And yeah. then, next thing I remember is, like, opening my eyes and, I'm pissing on your rucksack, man. Oh, I man, like, I was so pissed off, dude. Oh, dude, so I, man. Dude, you know, I was like, I literally, literally was like. pissed on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, I, I was embarrassed, but, like, I was like, fuck, man. Like, and then, you know, because we had some training and shit, and I kind of, like, after, you know, things, I thought about it for a little bit. I was like, you know, kind of clicked in my head. I was like, yeah, this is. First signs that you know doing stuff like that, you know, it's PTSD, you know. So, mm. well, great, <laughs> like, thanks, army. But no, yeah, here I mean, we go. Yeah, you know, like those situations, man. Like, where it's just it was ridiculous. Yeah, fun times. Yeah, I, I fucked was, up I was, part is there was a fucking uh, audience because peeps watch that shit. Man, like <laughs> everybody, because like yeah, I, I was, in, on the, I was in the next room. Same thing, I was in the next bay over and I heard this shit, dude. Yeah. It was crazy. It was, it was wild. Was, oh, my God. <clears throat> but yeah. see, that's how you know you're my boy because I, you know, if you were somebody else, we'd have some problems. Right. Here, yeah. goddamn two decades later, we're still fucking laughing about it. Yeah. Man, I mean, dude, it, like friendships is left lifetimes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so many things. I, you remember uh, when you dressed up in the man dress? And the yes. Yeah. There's pictures yeah. of that around on the internet somewhere. Yes, I have the original video. Like I have, I still have my external hard drive from that deployment. Oh, so you probably got everything, all the original stuff. I have it all, like the tanker nice. stuff, the the 500 pound bomb, like all that stuff, man. You're the, you're the original fucking uh, man on 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 scene. Oh yeah, you, you did that stuff man because like my my computer that i had over there um i can't get it to boot up or anything i, I mean i could probably harvest the hard drive and see what's on there but well they, you know, i had everything on an external an 80 gig dude it's one of the big fucking things it looks yeah it was what it would was, be a great idea is if we were to create some kind of extra like uh place where people could see all that kind of shit and go leave the comments oh yeah because yeah, kind of like, that would be great i pass mine around yeah, you're, you're right I have, yeah i have other platoon stuff other squads um you know some of the, the tanker guys from rebecca mm-hmm. and them uh or mm-hmm. roja not rebecca roja yeah. yeah um you know so i've got all that you know doc was plugged in with everybody to see, we can create something that everyone can go back and look and remember. Yeah, share I mean, photos too. Like, yeah. yeah, all kinds of stuff. The, the damn camel spiders. 
Tyree, <laughs> Tyree, uh, like we were talking about uh, earlier, and uh, in, in, in the group chat in the in the community, and I was being I was being resistant. I take it back. Um, <laughs> right, it's probably a good idea. It's hard uh, to get Kevin to get on board with shit. Goddamn. <laughs> but check this out. Hey, we got a few minutes left. Uh, I want to thank you for talking to us, man. This shit was fucking funny. We got into some deep shit. <laughs> um, there was no urine this time. That was all. That's always right. dope. Um, but you know, no R Kelly. Yo, man, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, man, it, it was so good to talk to you, man. We, I love you, fucking like a motherfucker. Um, yeah, man. The, the fact that you even wanted to come on here and talk, we got a bunch of people who want to come and talk to us. Uh, be patient. It takes a minute to get shit together sometimes, but um, shit like this, man, tell your story. Come on here and, and fucking talk with us. Yeah. I you mean, know, it's, it's, it's cool, man. It's, it's, uh, you can let some shit off your chest. Yeah. You can, uh, um, definitely that, bro. It, it's a, it's a way to, uh, kind of heal, but in a good way, man, just, kick back, you know, maybe a brew, a smoke, and, you know, just cut up with some old friends, you know, living yeah. old memories. And not all of them have to be bad, you know. Yeah. Or, like, tonight, we've talked about all kinds of stuff. And, I mean, there was more stuff I was thinking about talking about, like combat-related stuff, and we never even got to it. You know? Well, I mean, the good news is, dude, like, it doesn't have to end, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, this episode will obviously have to end, but like, I mean, we we can we can bring you on and we can talk more. We can keep going. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so I'm sure. There, I'm sure we didn't even scratch the surface with stories. Oh, oh yeah, dude. dude. There's like so many. Like the uh, one that always sticks with me, man. And I talk about it with like close people. You know, I'm like, hey, check this crazy shit out. What we did. You know the mm -hmm. the golden Quran. Yeah. You know, Basically oh. looking for the Holy Grail, you know, it it was one of those things that was just like awesome. Or, mm -hmm. you know, just just the other day in the group chat you were talking about, man, uh, I just realized that a man that I had very many conversation with and, you know, never knew his name. And we talked about, you know, hometown stuff, military stuff and whatnot. And come to find out that's you know someone that's very famous now you know chris kyle yeah and all these years yeah. i didn't know that that was him you know I, we knew, not a clue yeah yeah it was you know stuff like that dude it's, it's nuts man that, yeah like what you find out when you talk to a motherfucker yeah. yeah you talk to your friend and you fucking find out some shit that they did that you didn't do and yeah, then you a, can a, weave this shit together yeah, and make this and, picture. Yeah, tells a story, a full, a full on like panoramic or you know a three sixty view as much as you can, filling the holes in. Uh, yeah, man. Um, mm -hmm. Hey, so the the last thing that I want to say is um, before we go is like there's a there's a there's a quote right or, or whatever the fuck right um, the combat medic rules. You know, talking about. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, rule number one: Good men will die. Right, this is combat medic stuff. Rule number two: Doc can't save everyone. Right. Rule number three: Doc will go through hell to break rule one and two. 
and I would like to add a fourth rule in there. Sometimes Doc might piss on you. <laughs> but no, hey. man, if, if that doesn't, if, I mean, if that doesn't, like, that, that is, and to this, to this day, this 2000, we were deployed in 04. You are still my Doc. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I, and I love that, dude. Like, I mean, it's like, honestly, for me, it was like having, you know, like 32 freaking kids, bro. Like, because, I mean, well, honestly, kid yourself. Every, yeah, I was too, you know, but like, no, because everybody came to me, you know, hey, doc, my feet are messed up or doc, yeah. I don't feel good or doc, I'm shitting blood or whatever, doc, you know, it, it, it burns when I pee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, and I had to deal with that with you guys, man. So it's like, I'm, I'm as close as most guys with their females you know <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so yeah, we get you, you got some intimate knowledge yeah 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 man. i mean and you guys know how i was you know i mean we've touched on a couple times i've i'd rather be slinging bullets than uh ivs yeah but there you were yeah Boom, both yeah exactly so that'll be the end of this fucking show uh again thank you for coming on doc uh, yeah, really anytime. So you haven't talked to you in forever. We're going to have you back on. Don't worry about it. Right. And uh, it's me and Kevin's show. Kevin and I's show. However, the grammar goes, it doesn't matter. The, it's the, <laughs> the, 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 twos, the twos of us. Yeah. Yeah. The both of you. Hey, both I love you. it. And uh, before we get off here, I want to commend both of you for doing this, guys, for giving back to to the veteran community because that's what you guys are doing now with this because you know someone's going to hear this and it's going to help them in that time it's going to help them remember some, something maybe it'll help them reach out to somebody you know it, it, it's it, it's a tough thing to do and you guys are doing awesome at it thank oh, you man. i appreciate, I appreciate it. that man. i appreciate yeah, it yeah, for sure all right y'all uh have a good night, and uh, this will be on soon. You can find our podcast everywhere. Fucking uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify. Yeah. Everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, uh, web browsers, Anchor. Um, there's so many others uh, that I cannot find right now. Did you ever put it on that uh, that bean pod or pod bean? Or pe- you know what I'm talking about? I didn't get around to that yet. I'm still yeah. uh, adding more stuff. We're on, there's Google Podcasts. There's all kinds of stuff. So you can find us. Just look for us. Before and, I forget. Uh, and before I forget. And uh, have a good night. Love you guys. Take care. I'll talk you, to man. you later. All right. Deuces. <laughs>